Hey guys, welcome to the Mom Voice. I'm Lauren. And I'm Sarah. With seven kids between the two of us, we know what a wild ride parenting can be. But that it's also the most rewarding job any of us will ever do. As longtime best friends, we've been together for a lot, helping each other all along the way. And now we're sharing our journeys with you, letting you in on our day-to-day to hear what's working in our homes and what's not. Each week, we'll be sitting down to talk all the things, from parenting to TV, relationships to self-care. We'll cover it all. So whether you're a stay-at-home mom or empty nester, join us here to get informed and help your family thrive. Together, we'll figure it all out. Welcome to your Mommy Morning Show. Before we get started, we want to talk to you about the Pura Smart Home Fragrance Diffuser. The Pura acts just like a regular plug-in, but brings you all the functionality of a smart device. With the Pura app, you can set schedules, control the fragrance, making sure you get the best bang for your buck. They also have clean scents made of essential oils to help reduce toxins in your home. We both have the Pura diffusers in our home and we really do like them. They have great scents like Volcano, Day, a Disney line, and so many more. So head over to trypura.com. That's trypura.com. And then at checkout, make sure to enter code MOMVOICE for 15% off your total order. Okay, on to the show. Okay, Lauren, I had maybe the grossest thing happen to me that has ever happened post a Target run. Post a Target run? Post Target run. So meaning I made a Target run today. I get home. I'm like getting everything out of the bag. I go to use my item and like, ew. Okay, I am dying. You're what, dying. what happened? Okay. I'm, I'm in Target earlier. I see a new tumbler right here. Do you see this oh, tumbler I've got yeah. right here? Do you notice something, Lauren? There's no lid and there's no straw attached to the tumbler I have right here that I paid a nice little dime for. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. I go to like screw the lid on. I get my Diet Coke in there and everything. I put the straw in. Girlfriend, the straw is chewed up. Literal teeth marks on this straw. <laughs> I'm dying, you guys. That is so crazy. It's so gross. Oh my gosh. And how, how did I miss that in the store? Oh my I'm like, gosh. one of two things. A, like, okay, was that your toddler and you saw them doing that and you straight put it back on the shelf? Okay, but let's be Would real. Would you ever? But let's be real. Would you? Do we do that? Do people <gasps> do that? No, no, not like the I teeth would mark. Never. So you would buy it. You would buy the I teeth would mark probably, thing. I would probably buy it. Yes. yes. No, and I would too because I'd feel guilty. Like he, they ruined a product. But like, I'm trying to think of times like kids have like opened something or like, or even, I, I don't even know. Maybe I messed it up and I put it back for another one or something. But I'm trying to think, don't we do that sometimes? Sometimes, but I feel like... The amount that this is chewed, this took some time. Yeah, no, uh, that like, to me like, is like it sat in the cart with the toddler. That's what I'm while saying. While she shopped for an hour and yes. then she went past it and switched or passed on it at the end or switched it out. Like, at the this end. is not one of those like frantic, I turned my back and like, oh crap, and you put it back on the shelf. I don't get me wrong, that is like gross, but yeah. I thought you were going to say like, a cock- used tampon was yes, in the box. A dead cockroach was in oh, the cup or gosh. something. Like, then I was really going to like, well, I haven't had that happen yet. So this is my most ooh moment to date with Target. Yeah. No, I get it. And I don't, we all need to be a little more, I think, aware. I mean, I just imagine the amount of damaged goods they have throughout the store, throughout the I day. Know. 
I know. I mean, oh, holy cow. And my bad not like looking at it a little more closely. But okay, girlfriend, we are approaching the end of February. Like where has the month gone? I can't even believe it. February. Well, I've always said this and I probably even have said this in past episodes, but come spring break, which is here in mid-March, it just flies. I know it it does. flies. The rest of school year flies. And then we're here upon summer. It's nuts. And I always like, it's always like the laugh of like, oh, Christmas, the holidays are over, boring January, February. But I never really mind it. I feel like it's a little more, a a little slower, little calmer, but I still feel like it flies by. It's still so quick. Well, more this year than ever, I feel like the time is just like going crazy so fast. I think it's like, I mean, just today, as of today, there's a lot of news, really exciting things of like mask mandates lifting and things like that. And I'm like, just thinking of time. Again, we're talking about time and it's just like, wow, we are approaching the two year mark of like true, like world shutdown. And it is like really exciting to hear so much like excitement and like, you know, just the calm finally, like after the storm coming back people and the mask mandates and people kind of returning back to normal. So that's really, really refreshing. Oh my gosh, you just saying that? Two years. Two years of our lives. Wait a minute. So does that feel like a really long time ago or not really? Do you know what I'm saying? Do you feel like it's gone fast or it's been like forever we've been doing this? It's gone super fast, but it's gone when you hear about two years of our life being like in a way shut down or very, very controlled or very like minimal of like we lost a lot of things and we were restricted in so many different ways. That like, I mean, it's it's just gnarly. I, I do think if nothing else, you guys, the mom voice, and I've said it before, will forever be just a time capsule of, of this pandemic it will. because it's just wild that we had only been on the air for what, like not even a year, less than a year. And then this had happened and so many woes and like crazy mm. and like life experience was recorded here, just not even knowing how to handle it all. Oh, I know. But yeah, two years. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. Well, in today's episode, we are going to get the full story behind Lauren's run. Oh my gosh, (laughs) yes. We talked a little bit about it on Instagram this past week. We showed some pictures and all, but she did it, you guys. She finished her half marathon. I know. I I still can't believe it. It happened. I told her to come ready, come prepped. Get your mind right and you get ready to tell us the story. Okay. BTS behind the scenes of the half marathon. (laughs) But before we jump into that, I found this article from, it's from 2015, but I think it's probably even more applicable than ever today. But it's from the Journal of Marriage and Family, which is like the most reputable academic journal out there when it comes to like family and marriage relationships. And it was this 15-year-long study that these researchers did, and they tracked these kids from, like, ages 3 to 17, and they were tracking them based on their involvement with their parents, like how much FaceTime they got with mom, how much FaceTime they got with dad, and then how much family FaceTime they got. Uh And then they broke it out into, like, quality time and then just, like, actual physical presence. When they tracked children who had a working mother versus a stay-at-home mother, but like the working mom showed up and spent like quality engaged time, that it actually had a better effect on the child than if the mom was there 
all day, but not engaged with the child. Well, I absolutely can understand that because I think as we, I think as women, we grew up with the idea of being a stay-at-home mom and being a stay-at-home mom. There's a lot, there's a lot to do when you stay at home and there's still so much to do regardless if you work or not. There's just so much, a full day's worth of stuff, just cleaning and chores and errands and, and entertaining the kids and shuffling and carpooling and all of it. I know. And I think we feel in a way that obligation to do that, but it's so easy and so quick to have that burnout where it's just like, we need our space, like go away, go play, do something else, go, go, go. And it's, and we've said this exact line before, like how often are we on the floor engaging with our toddlers or our little kids or our tweens and doing something that they want to do? Like, oh, let's learn a little TikTok dance together. Hey, let's like build this volcano together. Hey, I'll throw the ball with you. That's like hard to come by. And and it's a very, again, it, it's a, a lot to ask once again of us moms. Now, don't just keep the house clean and drive the car and do all the things and run the errands and wash the sheets and make the beds. And But now also engage. And so it's 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 a lot to ask on both ends, but like it totally makes sense. If you feel like you're doing your job just because you're home doing the housework or you're sitting on your phone or doing something, you're home and you're staying home and you're there for them. I mean, we're really not getting that quality effort and engagement that we need to make them feel seen and loved. I'm going to read a quick quote that says, in fact, it appears the sheer amount of time parents spend with their kids between the ages of three and 11 has virtually no relationship to how children turn out and a minimal effect on adolescents, according to the study that they quote. And then it goes on to say they specifically were tracking academic achievement, behavior, and emotional well-being. Wow. Which, let's be honest, those are like the three things that like we all are cr- trying so hard. So hard to instill in our kids right. and like, ha- help them with. It's so crazy. And so I don't want to make it sound like the time spent with our kids doesn't matter. What it actually goes on to say, which I really wanted to focus on, is that it all comes back to that, like, you can't take care of anybody until you take care of yourself, that whole mentality. So there's a quote that says, in fact, the study found one key instance when parent time can be particularly, I can't say that word, particularly harmful to children. So this is the one thing that they said is harmful to children oh in the gosh, entire article. It? it says, That's when parents, mothers in particular, are stressed, sleep-deprived, guilty, and anxious. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And they're harmful. I, died at that. I was like, well, that's me all the time. Right. Great. Absolutely. Isn't it all of us? Yeah. I'm just harming my kids. Harmful. Awesome. Those are strong words. Right? No, I know. I think we obviously take on so much trying to do it all. And if it is as well a job working on top of all the other household duties, that's a lot. We're always stressed. We're always anxious. I know. And it's hard to hear that like, oh, we could be affecting in the negative when we're just trying to do it all. Oh, yeah. So they say it multiple times that the study found that when the mom had like high levels of stress, that it had a negative impact on their child's academic, behavioral, and emotional state. And then it even goes on to say that like it resulted in lower math scores, specifically math scores. Isn't that crazy? Wow. Wow. I I mean, don't get me wrong. When I'm stressed, I'm totally irritable. I'm more, you know, short, no patience, easy to like, you know, 
I don't know, fly off the handle. And so I, I can totally see that. Obviously, it can be more of a negative experience than positive when you're over overly worked and stressed and anxious. But like that's a hard balance to do to keep everyone at home happy, keeping yourself happy and doing all the things you have to do in a day. I know. I think it's like it sounds impossible. Yeah. It seriously does. And I guess I guess what I took away from this from reading all of this is that a couple of things like try to let go if you have any mom guilt at all about like I'm not making it to every single dance performance or every single basketball game or like whatever. Like if you're not there physically, like every single time, all the time, like let some of that go, first or, of all. Well, or even just like doing the pickup or like right. having an afternoon snack or like yeah. doing her hair in the morning. Like those little things that we all, of course, try to do and we want to do. But if you're not able to do that because you work early to get home in time or maybe, you know, you you do a carpool so that you don't have to and you can take something off your load. Like those are things that maybe aren't as like meaningful or effective right. yes, as we think it is. Right. So I like feel cut like, yourself some slack. Yeah. So that's what, yes, thank you. You're so good at summarizing what I'm thinking. Yes. It's that of like, I feel like throughout, yeah, how we were raised, whether it's society, culture, whatever, we do have this idea in our head, right? Of like, what a quote unquote, perfect mom looks like. And I feel like it is, it's, it's, you know, we're waking up before the kids, we're making breakfast, we're making sure the homework is checked off and everything's getting turned in on time. And, you know, they look clean and put together and teeth are brushed and the clothes are not wrinkled. And like, you know, all these things I could totally. go literally on and on and on oh, and I on. Know. I came away from this article being like, wow, like all of that stuff. It's super important. I'm not going to say, and I don't want to share the message that it's not important because it right, is. Right. I think if you have the time to kind of do those things, I think that's awesome. And that shows love to your kids. Right. Absolutely. Like service, right? right that's absolutely. that love language. What's it called? Act of service. I think that's a huge huge way to show love to your kids is to iron those clothes and to do all those make cool breakfast things. and things like that. Yes, Absolutely. Things I'm never doing if I'm being totally honest. But then also like if you don't give yourself some slack and I'm saying that to myself here is like I need to cut myself some slack and not compare myself to the mom down the street on Instagram on Instagram who does all those things. Well, and because honestly, it's not negatively impacting your child. If they don't get a hot breakfast every morning or it's like they're, you know, you didn't make their bed or you're not picking them up from school, that's not negatively affecting them. Would it be a positive experience for them? Absolutely. But what I think the message is, is like the little things and the being constant and the all day appearance and just being there isn't what's actually like feeding and nurturing that child. It's the one on one pure quality time that you're asking the questions, you're touching, you're giving a hug, you're, you're doing her hair, you're, you're having the conversation about the day or, you know, the boy that they're the crush is on or what a friend said to her to hurt her feelings. Those things are going to go way further than just like being yeah. in the same room as them. And feeling stressed out and crazy right. all the time. And too spread too thin. And spread too thin. And I think too, on top of that, what's going to have a longer lasting effect is from what the study shows is our well-being, like mm -hmm. our physical, our emotional well-being, how we're taking care of ourselves. 
that's going to have a long-term effect on our kids, not only in like our mood, like, oh, my mom was nice to me. She was mean. She was always barking at me. It's not even that. It's more like, are they going to see you that you took time for yourself? Are they yes. going to see that you prioritized your relationship? Well, and I, the quote that rings through my head is, if mom ain't happy, nobody ain't happy. You I know. know. Like, and it's just true. Like, mom does set the tone. And I know that's a lot of pressure for us. But like, if we can manage to, you know, stay in a better mood or optimistic or try to... If, you know, if we are feeling anxious or overwhelmed, you know, trying to manage that better, especially when we're around the kids for that limited amount of time during the day that, you know, that's going to set the tone for the home. And now I know that's hard. That's so, so hard. And it's like, and then attitude and talking back or not doing their chores, like those things can just set us off so easy. But like setting that tone, because we do know it's like, as we said, as they're growing older, it's just such limited time. And not that you have to like, be fake and turn on this, you know, right. Like, I think totally. if we can really try to center that certain amount of time to being quality and, and talking and maybe running errands together or having fun together or getting an ice cream cone together, something to like make that day, make that moment special for them. If you carve out that time, even if it's a 20 minute time span that can make up for not being there for a whole day. Right. It's more, it could be more powerful than that. But I do think like if you're finding yourself in a in a rut in in where you're constantly feeling like empty, you don't have anything like you you just feel unfulfilled. And I've been there. I know that feeling and it's terrible. I would just say, like, try to find something to fill your cup, whether right. it's carving out a night with your girlfriends or your sisters or like going exercising, exercising, set a goal. Like you just ran your half marathon. We're going to talk about that in a little bit about Lauren's run. We're going to give an update on that. But it really just like reemphasized of like, don't let yourself get lost in taking care of your kids. Right. You know, and I think that's just such an important message because I think it's so easy to do. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And then the only other thing I had to like really share from this article. So that was the main thing is that quality, quality over quantity, take care of yourself. Like you can't take care of anybody else until you take care of yourself. And then it did go on to say that when the kids are in their teenage years, I just have to point this out, that when they get into their teenage years, concentrated family time, and that could be like family dinners, going to support each other at like a sporting event, like whatever, Kids who had six hours of family time a week by far came out to be more successful all around. They had wow. better behavior. They, oh were, they were like less likely to engage in risky or illegal behavior, less likely to do drugs. There's like all this stuff that they found. Only six hours a week. Think about that. Yeah, that's not that much. That like it's crazy how, how much better they did in school behavioral, all of that stuff. So take that for what it is. Oh my gosh, absolutely. Uh, This also makes me kind of call upon a past episode recently where we talked about like the four types of family meetings. And I think that one actually, that episode actually was um, very popular. And I think it's just like a good reminder that like, even if you literally have to say, okay, Monday nights, we're each, we're going to, we're going to sit down with each of our kids for 15 minutes and talk about their day, school, life, sports, teams, sad feelings, happy, all of it, because then you're just, you, you're covering the basis. And even if like, as unfortunate as that is, even if you have to just like 
put it on this calendar. These are the times I'm going to meet with each of them. And then another night, we're going to have a family meeting and maybe it's a game night, but then we kind of talk about what's going on or the schedules or whatever, you know, it's just reminding and reinforcing those times and those slotted times. And you know what? Kids are going to remember that. They're going to remember those moments and memories of like every Thursday night, we'd have ice cream and play Monopoly again. And then we talk about school and stuff and it was so funny and fun and da, 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 or whatever. But they're going to remember that and they're going to probably honestly look forward to that. And that's going to be something important to them. And and being able to make your family time and being together as a family and quality time together important to your kids, that's huge. It's because so good. they want to be with you now. And then later they really don't want to be with you. They want to be with their friends and their mm-hmm. other things. But when kids and teens like crave to be with their families, I think there's like it's like applaud, like round of applause, mom, because you did something right when they like want to be with you and they want to be home or they want to have those Thursday night game nights because they just know that's, that's comfort and like love. They feel love to them. They feel love. I know. So I have to read this one quote. It says, the more time a teen spends engaged with their mother, the fewer instances of delinquent behavior the scientists saw. And the more time the teen spends with both their parents together in family time, such as during a meal, the less likely they are to abuse drugs and alcohol and engage in other risky or illegal behavior. They also achieved higher math scores. The math. Oh, the math. Back to the math. I know. That's you can hilarious. tell they were tracking certain That's things. That's hilarious. But isn't but that wild? That is wild. And I, but that totally makes sense, too. But what does ring in my ear, like every movie you see of like, you know, the rebel gangster kid that doesn't have like the home life or something. But um, the fact that if they are with their parent, but I know that sometimes in those rougher poverty situations, parents do have to work point blank. They do. Absolutely. And even we do like we do work. We do. In today's world, every parent has to work. We're working. This this economy, nobody can survive right now. So we're all working. So like, let's be real, like there's jobs and working and, and, and when you hear that, like even the mom being present again, it's not like you're doing something wrong by working. Like you have to do what you have to do, but when you do have that time or when you are with them, make it count and be, be present and have the quality because you just think again of like, I can think of like 10 movies playing through my head of just the scenes where, you know, the kids are troublemakers or they find trouble or they're in the gang or whatever, but like just having a little bit of that parent influence could have changed so much. Totally. It could have. And totally so could. we still have that influence all throughout. I totally agree. So I just, I don't know. I don't even know the overall message I'm trying to share here. I just thought it was so crazy fascinating. No, and it absolutely is. And moreover, it just like this study, like reemphasized like pretty much everything we've said here. Let's be honest about like, take care of yourself, carve out family time carve out quality time, address their love language, like things yes. like that. Like it's all these little bitty like nuggets of wisdom that we have totally talked about along the way here, but it's like backed by data now. <laughs> I was like, that's so cool. Well, yeah, I think this calls upon, like I said, the four the four types of family meetings. Yep. It calls upon our Jenny Commenda interview with um, intentional time and how we use our time intentionally as mothers. Mm-hmm. And then what was the other one? Oh, and the love languages, the five love languages. Knowing those can really help be more deliberate when you're with them and know how to really be as, you know, intentional with them. Maximize that time. Yeah, maximize that time. Because, I mean, we only have so many hours in the day. So, like, having those tools and being prepared, 
but it's like literally sounds like you're like studying for like you know no, like your final kind of wild? oh I'm gonna hang out with my kid for 30 minutes I have to know all these <sighs> things but no you know you no, know but best. in a way that's kind of like a relief to me in a way that there is kind of a roadmap like I can take some comfort in that uh, yeah I would I'm, agree I'm I would agree instead of it being from sun up to sundown yeah. us just slaving and being our children's and slaves guessing and, about and, all of and it and hoping we're doing this okay and, and crossing shooting. our fingers yeah. like I find Agreed. a little bit of comfort yeah, in like scientific data yeah, like I this was that. an actual blind study where they chose total random kids of all walks of life they tracked them for 15 years and these are like the trends that they saw that that provides some comfort to me I would agree and then the fact that like hey you're listening to this podcast right now which actually means you're engaged <laughs> like absolutely right so put yourself, absolutely put yourself a break yes, on that yes. like and and look at it for what it is and like realize like wow okay i'm doing good i'm i'm showing up like sure can we do better on things all the time of course i've got but i found a little bit of comfort in this where yeah. i was like wow and so i don't know it just kind of puts some things into perspective for me that i was excited to share here loved that so, I mean, it's a nice segue, though, because we do have to break down your run. Oh, yes. Man, girl, you got a lot of love from people over the weekend. <laughs> I was just seeing it on Instagram, but I'm sure you felt it I, in other places. But I know. I did feel um, like it really is like indescribable, the amount of like support and love and just texts and little things that I really, I mean, or people coming out to the run, all of it that I really just felt so much support. And I think a lot of it too, I'm like, people are probably so ready for me to shut up about this stupid <laughs> thing because it's just been haunting me for six months now. Jeez. But I can't believe like it's all said and done and I and it's done. Well, that's what I was going to say. So if anybody just found us, give a really quick overview of what we're talking about. Like, yeah, what I, did you do and how right. big of a deal was it for right, you? Right. I ha um just this last weekend accomplished my first half marathon and probably about September, October of 2021. Um, I probably reported here that I've signed up for it. Yeah. And I literally hate running mm. and I literally can barely run a mile mm. and it's very hard for me and never in a million years would I have thought I would commit to this um, because really I just loathed running yeah. like it really was like something so physically hard for me and I would just want to do anything else swimming spinning jazzercise something else I can testify please. to that so yeah. I mean it was like such an a really huge intimidating goal but I had signed up with my four sisters. And be honest, I've been dying to know, did you do it on a whim? Like, oh, we're just kind of talking about this one night. Yeah, let's do it. You know, my sister. You know what I'm saying? How did it come about? The only one of us that have done it was my one sister right below me, my middle sister. She did it three years ago and she did it on a whim by herself and just did it, trained and did it. Yeah, and that's right. She had asked me at that time to do it. And I go, no, no, no. I literally said, no, that's not for me. And then I had ended up having a trip the same weekend. So I had an out in a way. So I didn't do it. Um, but she, the same sister about a year ago said, you guys, this would be really cool. Let's do this together. Let's all sign up together. Oh, fine. And kind of when the momentum started going and one or two had committed, I was like, oh, okay, okay. I guess I can too. And I kind of started feeling the pressure. Yeah. So no, it wasn't too much on a whim. Like I'd seen her do it and I had heard her talk about it. And then when she was really pushing for it, between all of us, we just did it. We signed up. So yeah, you did train forever. Walk me through a little bit 
just we have I know you shared a little bit on stories this week, but tell us about the morning of or the night before. Yeah, I mean, I were know, you freaking right. out? So my three sisters flew in for this. So all five of us were going to be here. And um, a few months prior, my dad had decided to commit to. So actually, my dad did register and sign up and he was training as well the last few months with us. And he's a pretty active guy, but he's 64 years old and this was his first half too. So it was, oh, was, it it? was a big deal. Yeah. No, he's never done one. Wow. He's biked and hiked amazing places across the world, but running has never been a thing he's pursued. So, um, so we're all training over text and over, you know, Strava app, which is a great running app if you need one and our and our uh, Apple watches and just kind of our goals. And we would text and share our runs. And we had a calendar we were following. I mean, if it is something you were ever interested in, there's tons of training calendars on Pinterest and Google that you can find that really just build you up and work you up within about a three month span um, to get you there in oh, time. Wow. And so um, the weekend of, yeah, my three sisters flew in and we were really making a weekend of it. We planned some other activities. We had gotten a hotel the night after the rate, the night of the race after it all was done. And so we were really trying to make the most of it. And so the night before we all slept at the same house, my parents' house, because we had to drive and be on the bus that would drive us to the top of the race um, at 4.30 in the morning. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so it was an early, early morning and none of us slept very well. I definitely didn't. I was kind of nervous. I was like, you know, waking up like every few hours. Like, what time is it? I wasn't sleeping well. I kind of had a stuffy nose. Like, it was just so many different things. And so before we knew it, 3.30 is ringing and we are up and Adam, still dark and cold. And we are driving down and hitting the bus and we are probably at the top of the race by around 5-ish, 5.15. The race starts at 6.30, so oh we had gosh. some time to kill. What were you doing all yeah, that time? I know. I know. And and Emily had warned us this was how that it was last time for her, too. I wonder you just what kind that's of, about. Yeah, I think they just want to make sure you have plenty of time and they know people will be late and they want them to make it on the bus and the buses drive up. So we're just stretching. We're, we kind of ran into a person or two we knew. There's heaters along the road to kind of like talk. And and people are kind of starting to warm up. Some are jogging up and down. Like, it's just like, it's interesting, but it's a really fun, high energy. There's like a DJ and like the MCs up there. You guys, welcome out to the Mesa Marathon. And just, so there's like a great energy. Yeah. And so it's so crazy to me though. And if you've been listening along the way, you just know of what a stress case and what a what a challenge this has been to me. But We've I shed some tears. Oh, lots of tears. <laughs> lots of tears. Like, I don't know if I can do this. This is so hard. Why am I doing this over and over and over again? And you guys, it is just crazy for me to step back and think about truly how calm I was the like two or three days leading up to it. And even the morning of Really? Like, I really thought I would just like be pooping my pants quite literally. And like, yes, literally? I, I, I mean, literally, I know you. And just the stomach nerves and the 4 a.m. nerves, oh. a stomach ache. Who likes to get up early? I thought I'd be in my head. I thought I was going to be like scared. It was so crazy how calm I and at peace I was about it all. Like, really? I don't even know how and why. And I, I remember saying that to my sisters. I'm like, you guys, I am just like shocked because like, my two younger sisters would keep kind of here and there being like, oh my gosh, it's tomorrow. Oh my gosh, a few more hours. Oh, I'm getting nervous. And I just like never like had this weird anticipation. It was weird. Really? It was really, really surprising for me. Wow. 
for considering what a long road this had been. Um, I probably started feeling like good, like come like three or four days before the race. And I just, I don't know. It was like a weird, like I'm ready. It is what it is. I feel like I'm ready. Oh, you felt ready. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I kind of felt like this is, I've done, I, I literally felt like I could say I've done all that I can. Yeah. Like I couldn't do anything else. Yeah. Oh, here I know. The tears are going to come. I just feel like I tried my best. I did all that I could. I, I did all the runs that I could. I I felt like I hit hit the miles I needed to. And I don't know. I didn't know if I could do anything else or anything more. So Mm. anyways, the morning of we, we had all decided we're just going to run our own paces where we would love to try to run as a group, as a team, but it really, that's, that's yeah, not practical. Right, right. We all have trained differently. We're all different speeds. And so it's like, we're really just going to all do our best. And so, um, so yeah, so we get going and we take off and pretty immediately I'm on my own. I, I don't know if I passed my sister. I don't really know. It just, there were so many people, 4,000 really? people came out wow. for the half marathon. So 4,000 people lined up and there's paces, but really it didn't really matter if you're the front half or the back half, really your time did not start till you went through that. Um, start line oh. by your bib. Oh, cool. Your bib like registered everything. There was a microchip into it. So, oh, and I had cool. an app on my phone that told me through my ears, every my, my every mile I went and like my speed and like my projected time that I was running the race. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. Yeah, so it was super helpful. It was a really well done, really thought out race. I was very, um, I was really impressed with all of the details and all the it running so smoothly. It was a really great race. Yeah. And so, um, <clears throat> so when I did cross it, so it really didn't matter. Like, but they did have pace marks and they had pacers. Mm-hmm. So that means a person ran with a flag and they were running the pace of a nine minute, 10 second yeah, I mile saw that. or yeah. a, a, a 10 right. minute mile. So that kind of gave you perspective of like, okay, I want to keep up with that person or, but you also had your watch and you also had the guy in the app talking to you. So you kind of had lots of tools. And so, I just did my best. I just, I, I, I saw a pacer, but I knew I probably, it would maybe inti- like, it would almost maybe, um, yeah. Increase my pace a oh, little okay. too much. Yeah. yeah. It'd get in my head and I would think I need to run faster and then I might burn out faster. And so I was just like, just do my thing. So I ran the first five miles by myself and they were really nice and peaceful. The sun was coming up. It was a pretty area through the orange groves. And actually my best times too, I was under 10 minutes. I was in the nine minute range, which is actually super fast for me. Even I couldn't believe it. And so then about mile five, I met up with one of my sisters by chance. And, and so I ran about three miles with her and then kind of passed her and she kind of slowed down a little bit her pace. And are you guys talking at all? I told everybody up front, don't talk to me. Don't talk. Yeah. Um, but around f- mile five, six, six miles, I saw a group of friends that I didn't know would be there. Yes. And again, oh. like the tears, but like, it was just super sweet that they were there. And, and I told myself, don't cry because actually I, so I ran over and said, hi, I got a little teary and I just kept going and they were like shocked. I even said hi. And I'm sure that like probably affected my time by a few seconds, but whatever. I just said, hi. And, but like the minute I got emotional, I, mm. I knew my breathing was thrown off real mm-hmm. quick. I was gasping. And, and so I knew I like had to keep it in check. I could not get emotional. And even like certain songs trigger pain, like emotion yeah, to me totally. and when I'm running and knowing this was the big day. Oh my so I totally knew I just had to like, I just get out of, I know this is it. This is the day, but don't get emotional because it really threw off my breathing. And so 
then I saw my kids for the first time. And again, I'm kind of like a little teary and gaspy and I see George and my kids. And so I waved to them, but I, they were on the other side of the road. So I actually couldn't go to them and that's good. I didn't want to keep going off course. Mm -hmm. And so then me and my sister kept running together and we saw my mom and we waved and she was wearing balloons and yeah. she's brought her cowbell. Yes, cowbell. I saw her. She's I like, know. I'm going to wave the, or ring the cowbell if you hear it. And I'm like, <laughs> so and then I come around the corner and I see my kids well like two miles later George and my kids came again which was really sweet and I was able to kind of like give them little hugs kiss high fives and kept going so then I was on my own for probably about two and a half miles and I had to pee I about that point I decide I was like oh my gosh I have to pee uh -oh. and I was like dang it I did not want to have to go to the bathroom I did not want to have to stop I didn't want the seconds any of it and and these are things that I think about now that like I'll get to, but I it could have shaved off, I don't know, a minute or 30 yeah, seconds. Right. And, and so I I literally like ran in, pulled the door, sat down, slight squat, up, pulled them pants and like yeah. out the door so fast. Oh my it gosh. was just pee and it wasn't too mad and it was pretty quick and I was back out the door. And then so coming up to mile 10, I I started feeling I was exhaustion I, mm -hmm. my legs were hurting my legs were tight and you guys I just died because I come around the corner and I'd seen those friends and I didn't think I'd see them again at all I was even surprised they were there to begin with and I see a Mickey and a Minnie on the side of the road I dancing know. around and I'm like oh cute Mickey Minnie and I'm like waving to these Mickey and Minnie little but little did I know like all my other four or five friends were like around them I'm like oh my gosh you guys I'm like laughing and that was like a really uh, nice spot for them to be at because I really started feeling exhaustion then. Like yeah. I was like, okay, I'm I'm starting to hit not a wall, but like this is starting to hurt really bad and I want this to be over. Mm -hmm. But I still had a little over three miles to go and I had only ran 10 miles in my training. This was the furthest I'd ever run. And so, and it was funny because as I was going into the run, when I hit the three mile mark, I thought, okay, now I just have a 10 miler and I know what that's like. Okay. So I can do this. I can do this. So it's funny that I was like thinking of it backwards, but mm -hmm. like then when I hit the 10 miles, I'm like, okay, three more, three more. Come on, come on. So I run like another mile. I'm about that 11 minute mile. Um, and all of a sudden one of my sisters comes up next to me and she kind of smacks my butt. And I was, I thought it was my other sister I had seen, but it was a different sister I hadn't seen at all. Her name's Allie. And I was like, hi, hi. And she's like, how are you doing? I'm like, Oh, starting to struggle. And she's like, oh, I'm oddly feeling really good. I'm like, oh my gosh, good. And I'm like, keep going. And she's like, okay, I'm going. And so she took off right in mm -hmm. front of me. Mm -hmm. So for a few miles, for a minute there, my youngest sister was like long gone. And we knew that. She, we knew she'd be first. She had been fastest in all of her training. But for a minute there, I was like, for like three miles, three and a half, four miles, I'm like, I'm second right now. Aww. And I was like, holy cow, never wow. in a million years would I have thought I w could be second yeah. to all my sisters. Out of five. Out of five of yeah. us. Like, and not that it was even like we had all said, it doesn't matter our pace. It doesn't matter our time or place or anything. Just do your best. We're just going to finish. We're going to do our what we can. But as I'm running, I'm thinking like, holy cow, I am second to Morgan, my baby sister. I, I can't even fathom this. Like, And I hadn't seen my other sister's for a while. So I'm like, I, I, but I, I never turned back. It just involved to involve too much energy to turn back right, and everything. Right. I just never turned back for all. I knew they were on my heels the whole time, but I was just keep going, keep going. So she passes me and I, I, I will say a little part of me like, died, it stopped, inside. died inside <laughs> just a little bit because I was like, 
more and keep up with or go with her faster. And that was just when I really started to struggle. And it's crazy because I look at my splits of my miles and I thought, man, I must be running a 12 minute mile here. I just feel like my legs are hardly moving anymore. But I actually still was running a 10 and a half minute mile, which is still my average pace, which I was shocked when I went to look. So I didn't like totally blow it at the end. It just, I was just slowing down and it was hurting and I was in some pain. So I keep going, I keep going and I'm coming around to like my mile 12 got like a little over a mile left. I see two more friends and they're there and they're cheering me on. It was Mickey and Minnie, but they're mm. not Mickey and Minnie anymore. They're just normal in their outfits. And I was like, you guys, she's like, keep going. You could do it. And they were so sweet. Aww. And so I, and thankfully I got to kind of go over a hill at this point. It was a slight little hill. So it was a little down, um, you know, climb, no decline. Yeah. Yeah, out. yeah. We were coming down. And and that was where we turned into like the last strip into like this shopping area where the big finish was. And so I knew I was so close and I wanted to gun it so bad. I wanted to go faster. My le- I was just so tired and my yeah. body was so, it was hurting. So, I mean, I kept my pace, but I, I wish I could have just p- picked it up a little bit, but I kept going, kept going, saw the finish line and just like made it across and you know, the emotions do set in and you want, I'm like, want to cry and I'm kind of hyperventilating and my chest is burning. My legs, I feel like I'm going to just, I'm, honestly, it felt like my legs and my feet felt numb. Like truly really? my feet felt numb wow. at that point. My, like I just felt like I, there was pain, but it was like different. I just almost like couldn't even feel them. And I saw, I got to come right over to Sarah, who was with George and my kids. And it was so fun to see them. My mom and my other friend were in front of the finish line, kind of getting pictures. And I saw them for a second coming in, but it was so fun to run over. I was like, just like a mess, heavy breathing. It was like such a heavy, big, crazy, exciting moment. And I was just trying to catch my breath. I couldn't believe I finished. I couldn't believe it was done. Mm. I couldn't believe... I, you know, I, I was, I was third out of my lineup and not that that even matters, but still when I look at my times, I like, can't believe I did it in the time I did. That was really my best time, my personal record, which is shocking. Cause I wasn't really out to prove anything to me myself. I wasn't really out to do a time or my best time. I just wanted to finish and I wanted to finish strong. Like I wanted to feel good about it. Like my goal was also not to stop running and I didn't stop running. I never stopped running. Yeah. Which was like, I, again, shocking. Like it really feels shocking to say that because there's even like five mile runs where I just was like, oh my gosh, I can't. So it's, it's really just so crazy when I stop to think about the whole experience that I did it. I finished. I finished in a good time for my for me. Um, I got to do it with my sisters. I I the energy. It was a perfect morning. My kids got to see me do it. They got to see me try something so hard. And like I think they were like, it's so funny because I don't know. They I think they were probably like, what's going on with mom? I know. She's like crying. Yeah. She's like can't breathe. She does. Uh, I don't think they realize. Like I do think they realize how far that was because they kept driving around. George said, like, I was on Find Friends and he was like, I couldn't keep up with you. I was trying to get parked. And the next thing I knew you were at the next corner and I was trying to find the next spot to be. She's like, he was like, he, he was so, I know. so sweet. I know. He was so sweet. It's crazy. When I saw you at the finish line, literally the only time, like I've been with, I've seen you a lot. I've seen you in a lot of different situations and scenarios <laughs> over the years. And 
dare I say how you were like when you saw George and like had just finished, it's like comparable to like after you've had a baby. I'm not kidding. Yeah. Like that's like the only other time I've kind of seen you part broken, part joyful, part exhausted. Like I, it reminded me of you then because like, you guys, I know Lauren so well, and you can probably get a get a taste of it here, but she's always on and she can always fake it if she's not on. She, she can like turn it on, but it was a, a side of you. I don't see a lot, like hardly at all. Yeah. And it was like, yeah. it was like those, those feels of like, after you've had a kid yeah. and it's like, like you've just you have hell given and back. it all. Yeah. Yeah. Given yeah. it all through hell and back. You know what no, I mean? Like I, yeah. Like I, something, it, wow. I mean, it for sure, like for sure, like next to child labor, I, I, I mean, probably one of, probably the hardest thing I've ever done. I mean, I've hiked the Grand Canyon a few times and things like that. And those have, there's been a lot of times with coming out of that Canyon, it was really hard. And I just wanted to give up too. But this is like, it's different. Like I saw I, like a mental toll, I yeah. guess, more than anything. Oh, yeah. Like I could literally see you talking to George and just being like, oh, my gosh. Wow. This was really like, yeah, those I last saw three it. Mi- yeah. Those last, I'd say those last. Yeah. Those last three miles off two and a half miles. There were just times where I was like, OK, like, keep going. Just keep going. Don't stop. Don't stop. Oh my like just it just your body. And and then I'm just in awe. Oh yeah. And I have to bring this up. I'm just in awe of people and their and their capabilities because as I'm coming in, the there's two division, there's like a median down the middle, and the marathon runners come in on the right side, half is on the left. As I'm coming down, the motorcade of a police officer is coming too, and he's bringing in the first marathon runner. Oh my god. And if you can believe that means he did the marathon 26.2 miles as fast as I did 13.1. So that means he did miles in like, he did 26 miles of about five and a half minute miles. I'm like producing like 10 and a half minute miles. He is going twice my speed for twice as far. And it is unbelievable. It's unbelievable. It was kind of cool because I was like, oh my gosh, we were joking that, oh my gosh, what if marathoners lap us? And essentially he did. But it was really cool to see him come in and I could see him on the side, like the corner of my eye and the... But I mean, it just blows my mind that people are physically able to do that and continue to do that and want to do that because that is incredible. 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 Like I can't even imagine. Like this was so taxing and so hard for me and such an accomplishment. But like to even fathom that is like next level. Would you do it again? Um. I I have considered that. I if, if I do it again, I want to stay conditioned. I don't want to be like, oh, I'll do one next year and have to like go through this whole process again. Like I almost would want to say, oh, I'd love to do one like in May and like oh, stay Lord. in shape and mm-hmm. then do it again and try it again. I to think of like I will say what the turnoff to me is. It's not even actually the run, the 13 miles. The, the, it's the six month drag out of like training, getting up every morning, going late nights, 10 mile runs on Saturdays. Like it, it was when I think about all the commitment and like runs and time that I put into the last few months, that is when I'm like, wow. I mean, the 13 miles, yes, that day in its own, like that was crazy. But when I think of the months beyond this to prepare and commit to, that is almost just as mind blowing for me, to be yeah. honest, that I did that for so long and I kept doing it and I kept trying and I kept getting up 
because that was that was as well real like a real accomplishment for me oh to stick gosh. through and you're keep inspiring going. me lauren oh stop i'm like stop it do i train with you on one can i oh my gosh you I can yeah, and that right. is the truth of the matter oh. no and i mean this like i've heard people say this to me before if i can do this honestly anybody can because this is no i'm not, no i'm next level though. no sarah you're not though lauren i i i hated to run like i can vividly remember about i don't know a month into it George and I doing two and a half miles together and halfway through just like stopping and just crying. Yeah. He was telling me all and, about and it and at the finish can, line. And then I can remember another time where I had to go to the gym and I did three miles and it was so, and this was like two or three months, this was like two months or three months into it. And I called George hysterical as I left the gym. I just had to run three miles and that felt so hard to me. And I've been doing this for months why is this not getting easier for me? Right. I was hysterical. I'm like, I am weeks out essentially. And I feel like it's not getting easier for me. I mean, it's, it was such and isn't a, isn't that a metaphor for life? I mean, it's like, and honestly, oh my but gosh. that's the crazy thing. Some days six miles was like doable and fine. And then there'd be other days where three miles felt like 20 and it like, it was weird. It was weird how like inconsistent my body would be or feel or time of day or what I ate and how it all like played into so many things. And so that's also another thing where it's like, it like controlled my life in so many different ways where I felt like, okay, it's more effectively run at this time of the day. So I need to be there. I shouldn't be eating this. And if I want carbs to fuel me for a Friday run, I need to be eating this this night. And mm -hmm. like, it just... It got, it, it's very involved. Scientific it, If almost. you want it to be. Yeah, yeah. If you want it. And I think at this, at my age, I need everything in my favor as possible. So yeah. I wanted, what's the right pre-workouts? What's right. the right foods to be eating? When I'm running, is the, the right chews or goos? What's going to help me the best? Like, am I a water person? Am I a Gatorade person? Am I like, the, oh all my these gosh. things. And some people are like, and then I have my younger sister who's like, just do it. Like, Let's just do it. do it. Just show up. But like, I, yeah. I, I knew I needed every help, every assistance I could, because this is just, oh my gosh, impossible for me. I, so I thought, oh my gosh, girl, so, I want to do one with you. Well, maybe we should. Well, I did say <laughs> you definitely could get me one at Disney. I did say that the <gasps> Disney runs really obviously are appealing to me. And I think super like fun. And I will say this, if you ever consider it, You've got to make a thing about it. Yeah. Like you've got to make a production. I I I applaud my sister three years ago who just like signed up and did it all on her own. Like that I have no interest in. Right. I really don't. Yeah. But doing it with people and then like making an experience out of it. Like we just did it upright this weekend where we we stayed together and we had fun before and after. And like, we just cheered each other on and we had encouraged each other throughout the whole thing. That's, I feel like the way to do it. So if you have any interest to do it in the future, like find a friend or like your siblings or even a mom group that does it together. Like, I just think getting shirts and right. getting excited and, and pushing each other and then getting massages afterwards and big dinners or carb load together. Like oh my those gosh. things are yes. kind of like what Made really it. made it for yeah. me yeah and like made it worthwhile because again this is something so far out of my comfort zone yeah so I that's just something I would recommend but some of you are more of like the athlete prone to do it anyways you already work out gym's important to you this might be an easy transition for you and you just stick to a schedule and it could be really fun and the medals and the expos and the you know, just the fireworks yeah. and all that they really do make a fun thing out of it and so it really is such an and there is some sort of 
camaraderie and like just, yeah, the goodwill of men. Like when you just see so many people out there pushing it and trying and physically challenging themselves and you're all cheering each other on yeah. Um, and you kind of talk to people along the way or just like, you know, give the nod. Ooh. It's just like, it is really refreshing and like motivating to see people so do fun. like something so good. Oh my God. So there I you go. It. That is it in a nutshell. And Sarah, uh, if you want to do it, we can do it. Oh my gosh. I know. I'm like, I know. I want to say yes, but I'm like, whoa. I know. It's so, it's, I think that's half it's the so battle. It's so intimidating it's, to me. I know. I think it's honestly half of the battle to commit. It is like just even like taking that step to commit to it is huge. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't do it three years ago. I said, no way. And it took, it took, took a lot oh to gosh. get me to commit. Oh my gosh. I know. I know. Wow. But thanks. Thanks for indulging me, you guys. How many months? I will stop talking about it now. But I guess, again, as I said on Instagram, it really just goes to show that like all things are possible. If you want it bad enough, you can do it. Because honestly, I, there were so many days I was like, I, I, how can I do this? How, I how will I do it? How is this possible for me? But I guess I did it. And I mean, that's just crazy still. Still so oh. crazy to say. It just is so Yay, wild. You yeah. did it. Anyways. So fun. Oh, I love that. That story. was my hit and my miss altogether. So just tell me yours. There were Are so you many, sure? Yes, there was a lot of highs and lows there. Oh my God. I didn't put my pants, so I didn't <gasps> have too bad of a low. But there we go. So tell me your hit yes, and miss. That's so funny. Okay, well, really quickly, my hit of the week. It's so funny that you actually just brought this up kind of during our talk. But um, over Christmas, I bought Kate the Sorry board game. And funny enough, um, my in-laws had my boys this weekend. They like invited them over for a sleepover. So Kate was kind of an only child this weekend. Whoa. And I know. So funny. She wanted so much attention. I mean, you can imagine that that firstborn and, you know, had to be entertained the whole time. But her dad and I on Saturday night, we um, got takeout and we played sorry with her for the first time ever. And it was just like so fun. So it was fun. so cute and it was so fun. It took me back to when I was a kid and like we got really competitive and it's like gloves off. Like it was just so, so cute. cute. That's like, so good. Look at it. You did it. It was Quality totally time yeah. right there. No, it was my hit for sure. And then my miss of the week. I know we weren't going to end on our misses, but here it is. My dog, Kit, for the first time ever, Lauren, had what? diarrhea. Oh my gosh, you told me this. It's been ongoing for like days and days now. And I I like don't even have it in me to be mad at her because she's already a miniature, you guys. So she weighs nothing to begin with. And like every single time I pick her up, the poor thing weighs less and less. And I'm just trying to like feed her something that will stick on her bones. And I just feel so bad. But she's like ruined one of my rugs that I just bought for my front door. Really? Yes. And it's just like the worst. I know. It's sad. The pet thing, I know. It's so hard. Like you love it, but it's hard. It's hard. She's like been sick for days and bless her heart. I don't know. But I'm like trying not to call the vet if I don't have to. (laughs) Right. I know. And then you have a bill right there. That's all. I know. I don't want to spend all the money. But that's my mess right now. Things are getting ruined left and right around my house. (laughs) I know. I literally say the line like probably every other week to George. I didn't have another baby to deal with this. I know. Like I literally like closed the baby chapter because I was like done with all these done things. Done with poop. With poop on the floor. Yes. And here we are still dealing with it sometimes. Oh, so I know. Gosh, I know. so true. Oh my gosh. All right. Well, that's what we have. Lauren, good job. 
we're all applauding you. Well, thank you guys. Thank you. You did it. Yeah, you you guys have been more than gracious and kind (laughs) to me. We do not need to talk about this for one more second. But thank you. We had to tell everybody how it went. Are you kidding me? All right, guys. Well, we hope you enjoyed hanging with us today. Thanks so much for being here. We are back every Monday with a brand new episode of The Mom Voice. So we hope you do go subscribe and follow the show wherever you choose to listen. And if you enjoy what we're doing here, we really, really would appreciate it if you would go leave us a five-star rating and a review. If you haven't yet, it really does help us. We have some fun things coming up next week on the podcast, so make sure you stay tuned for I that. I know, yes. A little surprise coming for you. And yeah, you can find us on all the socials at... The Mom Boys Podcast. <laughs> the Mom Boys <laughs> Podcast. We're there. All right, guys. We hope you have a great week. We will talk to you next Monday. All right. Take care of each other. All right.